AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. GG Poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet. Why play anywhere else? They have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site. GG Poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament. There are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or a seasoned pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18 plus, new UK players only, minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply, begambleaware.org and please play responsibly. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. saying you've got small cock well i think my major issue my major issue is you know people it's like you're a shower or you're a grower yeah but i'm mine's like the extreme on the lack of showing so it's like definitely a grower but it's so small and doesn't like doesn't go so big right so it's really annoying it's the worst of both combinations like when it's hard, it's absolutely fine, but it starts so small that it's just pathetic. It's like a walnut whip when it starts. What, it really that small? Honestly, it's so small when it's flaccid. It's mental. But, I mean, that the actual proportional growth is amazing, but it still only ends up like just bang average at best. That's very annoying, mate. The thing is, is obviously it could be a completely acceptable size, but it's mm. on a massive body, isn't it? So. Basically, yeah, it's like putting a putting a spoiler on one of those massive like tankers. You're just like, what? What is that little thing? <laughs> it's um, not doing much. Can I, but... can I just address something? I think that when I talk mm. about John being big, Big John Bass is his name. It's not. I'm not saying like he's grotesquely overweight. That's never. I, that is never what I've said. I'm just saying physically, he's a giant. Like he's a big, big man. He's not. I'm not saying he's like a slob. 
and he's oh like and he, all he does is sit on the sofa and eat all day. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying physically, biologically, he's big, and that's the way he, deserves, yeah. he needs to be. I have so, had a few um, a few comments where obviously people have any of it either either yeah well, well there's two again two extremes and neither of them are good. Um, either um, they've never seen me, so they've only ever heard my voice, or they've only ever seen me on YouTube and just seen like my shoulders and arm. Yeah. But I've had many people comment either a he's not that big, which is pretty funny because I'm not actually that big in <laughs> no, the, scale, not really. the scale of big people. Not really. Uh, six foot three is not really like big enough to be Big John Bass, which is which is kind of funny in itself. Um, or I just get people just calling me a tub of lard and fatty and fat so <laughs> and stuff, which is really funny because I'm like, I'm not slim either, but I'm, I'm not a tub of lard. No, I, you're, say. I would say your BMI is comparable to mine. It's not, yeah, it's not. Although, yeah. did, did you see that? That If your BMI is over 31, you can go and play, there's like a football league that, yeah. <laughs> that you know, it's... You could go through that. I feel like that's made for me. I feel like <laughs> that is genuinely made for me. As you know, my five-a-side nickname is Slimitar Burgertop. And I'm like, right, that is it. It's time to bring it back. I haven't played football for two years. <laughs> I basically retired because like, keep getting injured. But I'm like, in that league, I'd be a fucking god. They'd be like, all right, skinny, calm down. Yeah. So yeah, maybe just, I'd, I'd rip it up. Chill out. You should be a professional. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so it's the Thursday pod. What does that mean, John boy? It means questions and some questionable answers. <laughs> Yes, it means we don't know what's coming, so we don't know what this podcast is going to be. Typically, is all around Spurs, obviously, but we'll do our best to answer them. Actually, at the moment, how are you feeling, John? How are you feeling about everything? How are you feeling about Spurs? Why the fuck are we still doing this after <sighs> 12 years yeah. of being let down over and over again by this fucking football club and that bastard, Daniel Levy? Do you know what this is? This this like this season and this part of the season is when you and your mates at the start of the year you had you went on someone's stag do the previous summer and you had a great time and you're yeah. booking yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this summer holiday and you're thinking right this time we'll do a week right this is the Thursday and yeah. you're like why do we book this extra for two days we don't need it we don't need it get me home yeah. but every every night you still just go and have a couple of vodka rebels thinking that it'll, this tonight will be different um, and then you wake up the next day and it's the same hangover and you just get to the point where you're thinking you know, I would have, even a week ago, I'd done anything to be in a sunny place, in a bar, drinking with my mates. Now, all I want this to be is over. Over, yeah, I want um, to go home. That's, that's where this season is. I'm yeah. just like, I'm just done. I've got I've got really bad, con like, you know, acid reflux. I'm I'm just like popping Rennies like it's going out of fashion, and I just want to go to bed forever. Are you, are you saying you're six days into the weekend after Vegas? Well, we didn't even get Vegas. Vegas yeah. would suggest that it was some goodness. I suppose we exactly. did have moments this season that were memorable like we did have that little purple patch of beating man city chelsea and yeah. west ham not conceding goals like i was watch i watched the highlights of for, for so, do you know what actually i was on reddit i was reading the reddit quiz on reddit and they've got a little picture on the side of oliver skip striking that ball against um chelsea and i'm like do you know what i need some happiness in my life i need to feel good about spurs for a bit so i'm gonna go and watch the highlights of tottenham versus chelsea we were really good we were really bloody good. And I know yeah. Chelsea had much cop, but in, you know, we beat Man City. We were good against Man City. What is it? What, why? How could we be good like that and then just shit? What this, happened, this John? Was, I know, mate. But this is, what, this is what makes me sad, but also gives me like, room for optimism. Because I'm like, if there's a team capable of doing that kind of stuff, and not just like once the entire season, but like on a few occasions, 
it, it makes me feel frustrated of, well, why can't we do that more consistently? But it does make me think, well, maybe we could do that more consistently. And if we did, then things would be good and we would love it. And I'll tell you what gave me a bit of encouragement when I when I um, I watched back um, you and Ricky doing the um, keep, sell stuff. Mm. And that to me was making me think, well, actually, hang on a minute. Like the players that you, you boys decided to keep, I'm like, well, some of those players, if they perform to any sort of decent standard and we have, and there's a lot of ants here, and we get a good manager who's <laughs> capable of like playing that way and we're capable of doing that consistently, it, it will it will change so quickly. Like if this is really the bottom, if we're really low and we're feeling like this is just awful and there's a lot of apathy in the air, I've said that a few times that I felt that way, then there's got to be an upswing at some point and it doesn't, it, it always seems the worst like when you're in the middle of it but things can quickly change in football as we've seen that with clubs like both ways right some clubs riding high then the next minute it's just like doom and gloom if this is the doom and gloom i've said always talk about this if this is the doom and gloom you kind of should get excited because it means eventually this ends and it has to swing back the other way and the, the longer we're in the shit the closer you are to getting to some good stuff coming our way so i'm just gonna hold on to that for dear life, <laughs> i mean no, no, that's fantastic and, and i'm with you and it makes me feel a bit better but it also makes you think, well, I've seen the good and we didn't win anything. And we still the team in that top six that generates the money we do. And we're the club that exists without anything to shout about, really. And this is what I'm saying. Like, like James Alcott, my mate, he's a QPR, goes, and he goes, you lot are fucking entitled. Like, what are you talking about? Do you know you've got this incredible stadium? You've got incredible players that you watch. Hummin Son, Kane. Eric Dyer would walk into QPR's side. Do you understand the levels we're talking about here? Do you want a shit club with no future to follow and complain about? Go down to Loftus Road for a couple of weeks. You'll see a real football club there. But, but I said to you, yeah, but you're not, you're not grouped up with Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, um, Arsenal, now Newcastle. Newcastle aside, all those other teams win stuff. So you're the, we're bottom of that league. You're, you're not in that league, but we're bottom of the one we're in. That's why it's sad. That's why it's frustrating and horrible. So shut yeah, your fucking relative. mouth, James. You shut your mouth, James. Shut I don't care how much of a nice guy fucking you are. Fucking face, James. I'm fucking not you, mate. Not you. Go listen to his podcast, The Ripple Effect. It's very good. Um, we've got a question here from Chev Shelios. It says, did you enjoy NatCon, John? What does that mean? What is NatCon? Do you not, not know what that means? No. I don't. I don't know. I. I haven't. No, that's followed up by. No, no, it's not followed up by anything. What's that? Natcon. Natcon. Is, should we Google it? It could be yeah. something really good. We need our own Jamie, a little minion to Google stuff. Pull that up. We do. Yeah. Ricky. Ricky's got this idea about us having our own little, uh, uh, you know, guy, intern who does all this sort of stuff, like someone out there would actually do it. Someone uh, might do it. Someone might do, do it. Some people like to give off. I have no idea. Are you Googling it or not? All right. Am I Googling it? Oh, I'll do it then, shall I? Natcon. Natcon. National Conservative <laughs> Conference. Venture fucks. <laughs> Natcon.uk. For God's sake. Uh, well, look, I didn't even know what it was. So <laughs> now I do. I will obviously go. Uh, I, I might join you. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. See you there. Um, Looking forward to it next year, is my answer. Uh, just in case no one mentions it. I haven't seen all the questions. It seems like it might be Arnie Slot. How mm. are you feeling about it? Because you had some interesting things in the WhatsApp group. You shared a voice message, didn't you? How are you yeah, feeling I about had to it leave all? a voice message. I had to leave a voice message because uh, it was more nuanced than just 
slot in, slot out, <laughs> um, which sounds like Alex from Bristol's weekend. Um, I originally, when everything was kicking off and it was like, right, who's going to be the next manager? Poch was available. And then there was the Nagelsmann chat. So for me, it was basically like, I wanted Poch first just for probably sentimental reasons. And Nagelsmann was really exciting just because I think he's an exciting manager and probably the best available just in terms of his like brand of football and where he ranks in managers that are available in the world. But after I've sort of seen that those two are now no longer options, I've had to sort of take a bit more time to look into Slot because I just sort of dismissed him as like the classic British football fan, never heard of him. He manages in a shit league, who cares? But actually seeing what he's done in um, the Dutch league, basically winning the league as the third team. I mean, it's always Ajax and PSV, right? They typically win the league every year. So like to do something that special with final, it's pretty impressive. And then sort of forgot about the fact that they were up against, uh, like, was it, they were against Roma, weren't they, in the um, Conference League? That's right. Euro Europa Conference League thing. And obviously coming up short in that, but still getting to that final, then losing a ton of players and then going on to win the league. That to me is like, okay, hang on. This is a guy that's definitely doing something that's quite interesting. And he's young and he's definitely on the up. Then I started like watching videos of him like talking and like the way he talks and the, his sort of philosophy on football. And suddenly I'm like, hang on a minute, this is like actually more in line with what we need because even the sort of the Potches and the, the Nagelsmanns of this world have kind of been at these like super clubs now, right? Potch has been at PSG, Nagelsmann's been at Bayern. It's all, almost a little bit like the Conte territory of, oh, I'll come and then I'll do you a lot of favour. I'll come to you just while I wait for a bigger job. This would be Slot's big job. This is a step up for him. This would be, we, we do represent a big, a big club that he should be excited to manage. It's ticking a lot of boxes, mate, that I didn't really like consider before. And it's getting me a little bit excited that maybe this is a bit more like the Poch appointment we had first time round, where it's a manager who's done something quite good with clubs who weren't fancied. And now he's got an opportunity and a platform to do something with what is ostensibly a sleeping giant ready to go with all the facilities you need to compete with those other teams. So... I'm slot in. I'm slot in. I mean, I mean, we haven't got a choice now because, I mean, who else is there? But, uh, you no, know, look, fundamentally, you're right about his trajectory. This is perfect. This makes complete sense. It's probably yeah. a big step up from Feyenoord and, and the um, Eredivisie. But, uh, no, no, it makes complete sense, right? It makes sense yeah. that, that he would move in this direction. Had, you know, nearly could have won the League of RZ. And um, th this was a season that was interrupted by COVID and all this stop start nature of that and then um obviously has won the league with fair nord and we watched the video i posted a video of him in in the changing room talking after they beat ajax at amsterdam at the uh, amsterdam arena which isn't you know that's no mean feat that's a difficult place yeah. to go certainly in that league. it's like going to play man city fundamentally and what you said about the third team that, that doesn't happen in, in in holland in the same way it doesn't happen in spain it's like valencia winning the league that's what he's done with, with, with Feyenoord in terms of overturning what P, PSV and Ajax have achieved and the, and the challenges that come with facing those over a league, uh, a league, a league period or, or a league season. It's, it's phenomenal, really, when you think about it. Mm. And what also is interesting, I've been doing some reading, when it kind of, you know, you have to do your due diligence, uh, is, um, is that he improves players in the same way that Poch did under Southampton and at Tottenham. Players leave that club, Feyenoord, that they have to sell, leave that club better than than players than, than the ones he found, and that is um, that's that's important because we have a lot of young players who could do with development, and it's it's interesting. I want to talk to talk to you about Skip 
moving into this what do you call it? Like a leadership group, whatever it is. I'm going to talk about that in a bit. Oh, yeah. But but Skip, there is a player in Skip, and perhaps with Arnold Slot's ability to, to sort of to, to put the arm around it, to use a cliche, to put an arm around it and and make these players play better and 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 elevate them. That is um, that's that is something that was intensely satisfying from Pochettino's reign, and it means that you you kind of it's easier to, to buy into it and it creates an atmosphere and an energy that you want to kind of follow. And you, 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 yeah. you're like, oh, look what he's doing with our youth academy players. I mean, it, it, perhaps players, some of our young players that are leaving now might not if, you had a, if they had a clear route to the first team. There is a slight concern though that are we quite heavy in the sort of wing-back, back-free role system, sorry. And, you know, our full-backs are generally more weighted towards wing-backs rather than playing in the back four he does like a four two three one um some one i don't I don't think we have the defenders to play a back four really yeah but mate I, I hear this all the time and i just find like i find it fascinating really that all of a sudden players who play as a fullback can't play in the back four i'm like i don't know why where this like mentality has come from you see players like camavinga he's a central midfielder playing left back for real madrid and getting to the champions league semi-finals Basically, fullback is the easiest position in, on a football pitch. It's the easiest position. You, you basically have a defender to your left, your other centre back, right? You have a winger in front of you who, if they trap back, can also help you out in most cases. Or if you're playing three, at least another midfielder potentially can shuffle over. You've got one byline to like kick the ball out of, and obviously you've got your like goal line to kick a ball out of. You are in so many places just get rid of the ball and like deal with things that's not the same for like a central midfielder or a central defender or a striker where you've, you've you're limiting in terms of your options it's just, it's a destructive position in most cases right like just stop them scoring and if you're good at going forward you just add another layer like another dimension there's there's plenty of like fullbacks who were playing for top clubs who aren't very good defenders who play in about four it's fine i don't understand why people are panicking about this like Pedro Porra can't play right back. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Coach him to play right back. That when the player gets the ball, tackle him and kick it off. It's not that. It's not <laughs> rocket science, is it? He's not trying to go. All oh, right, what I need is I need to turn Skip into Iniesta. That is next level coaching that no one could do. You can turn basic footballers into decent right backs. I'm sorry, it shouldn't be that complicated. It, it should be that Porro. When people say he can't play right back, it should be that he's been able over a period of time to be coached to play right back. The fact that he can't 100%. means is 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 would be alarming. Um, it wouldn't be true, mate. You can you can de- you can coach a player. It, the, the bit you can't coach is the other way around, right? Like Emerson Royale is is ostensibly a very good right back. Yes, right. Like he's good defensively. We tried to play him as a wing back, and we saw that he was just unable because creativity in football is is like gold dust that's the hard bit that's the bit that's really like difficult to coach into players like oh vision how do you coach vision right that's almost impossible but you can coach people to defend because defending is much more of like a destructive way it's just like sticking close to a player here's how you you know read the game yeah Yeah. there's there's methods there's all of which they would have spent thousands of hours doing already yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and most of these players who who start, I mean, like, there's loads of great um, defenders who started as strikers when they were younger. Like Ashley Cole's a great example. He's got a hundred goals in a season once for his youth team and end up being one of the best left backs the world's ever seen. Why? Because it's much easier to be a defender than it is to be an attacker. So they can be coached and be taught to do this. And I'm not worried about the defenders that we're that we've got or the ones that we're bringing back to be able to be functional. And I'd rather them be 
like more attacking and then coach them to defend because I think you can then get more out of them both ways. We saw that before with Rose and Walker, neither of which were touted as they can't defend and then went on to be brilliant for us and no one really ever mentioned they're defending. No, that's true, that's true. I mean, there was elements to Carl Walker's defence that you thought, and I don't know, there's something, you know, he makes mistakes, he'd constantly run into the back of the players and push them over, but that was more like decision-making than, um, yeah. you know, his inability to defend. And if a system's suited to be heavy, you know, attack heavy, you know, that we are on the front foot, then, then having fullbacks that can go forward and enjoy going forward isn't a bad thing at all. You know, we spoke many, many times that in a four-two-three-one about how far forward Rose and Carl Walker would get. We want teams yeah. to be afraid of Spurs when they come to White Lane, especially at home. That our fullbacks don't have to worry about defending because they know if they come out too much, we we will destroy them. There'll be times where, you, like again, when, when under Pochettino, and I'm pretty sure this is not Rose tinted, and I'm sure on a slot based on his principles. If he is able to, that we might be able to see something similar to what Poch created at Tottenham. But there were times when teams would like, they couldn't even get out of their half, they were being pressed so hard. And if they did, we would win the ball back. It was like the, the desire to get that ball back if it was lost was like, you, in order to demand that from your players, they need to believe in the ideals that you're presenting them. And um, that's what Pochettino did. It wasn't even, you know, and he benefited massively from people like Kane and Son coming to the fore, but... Yeah, having a bit of that back, and maybe Arnie Slot can um, can bring that home. But yeah, if, if you if you're right, if Poro, just that final thing on Poro is that if 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 he can't do it, we have wasted a lot of bloody money. We, yeah. If he I cannot be, be a right back, we've wasted that. We shouldn't have paid forty million pound for him because it's literally <laughs> yeah. ten feet back <laughs> yeah. with less Maybe. responsibility. <laughs> It will be fine. I don't, this is what I mean. Everyone's like panicking. Like, yeah, his statistics say he can't play that. Yeah, yes, he can. Like, I don't understand. Like, some of the best players in that position in the world can't defend. Really, quote unquote, can't defend. Who have, have been excellent. Danny Alves is one of the, the probably the best right back to ever live. He's not a very good defender, is he? No one cares because he's so good going forward and he can do enough defensively. Mm. And that team, that, that Barcelona team, when they had Jordi Alba and Danny Alves, PK Puyol. Right, that that like back line was was fine most of the time. To your point, because they play four three three, and the middle three keep the ball so much, and the front three press so high, that they're not coming under um, as much pressure. When you play a back five, like they are under a lot of pressure because you're you're essentially sitting deeper, right? So it's just a change of mentality, and I think we've all wanted to see Spurs on the front foot attacking, and if that means we concede a couple of goals because. Poro's bombed on. I will take that all day of the week than see Dyer tripping over his own feet because we're sitting on our six sharp box. Like yeah, I'm man. just done with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'd rather see a, a tricky transition than just continue to do what we've been doing. And um, yeah. you know, if we're bringing him in, it's for it's because he's he has a way of playing, and you you need you need to provide him with everything he needs in order to be successful. Otherwise, what's the point? And they must, yeah. in terms of this never-ending due diligence stage, that Munn and Daniel Levy and Cullen, whoever else is involved in that, you know, they, they, they're bringing in a manager now, if it is on his slot and they've chosen, they understand what he does and what, what, he's, what his needs are and they need to provide him with those things in order for it to be successful. Otherwise, what's the point? What's yeah. the absolute point? Um, Alex THFC says, are we the only club to have a leadership group made mainly of players who aren't good enough to be with us? <laughs> Hashtag leave you out. Uh, this is so. This is um, the leadership group is Dyer. Uh, is it Hoybier? Kane. 
Yeah. And, and Loris. Yeah. But there've been there've been internal discussions to elevate Skip to that group. Just stop worrying about that and worry about what we're doing. So weird, isn't it? I saw it like the um, tone was like Skip considered for promotion to this group. I'm like, what is this? What like, is shut this? up and get on with being better on the pitch, you weirdos. So weird. what, what? Yeah. What do you think of it? Do you think it's a good, a positive thing that you have like a leadership group, or is it just something that exists generally anyway that would most it's not spoken about a lot of time? Yeah, it's weird. Like again, like I, I always find it funny, and I do it a lot. Where you basically talk about Sunday League, and then go, "Yeah, so it's like that in Sunday League. Therefore, it's like that in professional football." Yeah. Um, but yeah, in Sunday League, you have like the senior players, right, who talk to the manager, but it usually goes through the captain, right? Like they'll speak to the captain, and they'll just say like, "So and so's shit needs to be dropped," or "We're playing this system doesn't work," or whatever. Um, and then the captain speaks to the manager and has like a quiet word. You don't need like a formal group with like will be promoted into this group and there's like a list of players who have it. I find that a bit of a weird idea considering the first team is you know is whatever 25 players do you really need that many people to be part of this leadership group and then it does come down to if there, if it is some sort of formal group what happens like now when these players are out of form right because it's it's just very odd and that's the kind of point of a captain is that generally speaking they're undroppable yeah the problem that we've got now is our captain is droppable in fact needs to go immediately and you know the other players that are in that group Dyer and Hjoiberg particularly at the moment are under a lot of scrutiny Skip's not a million miles away from that so really we're talking about Kane is the only one who's got any fucking right to say anything <laughs> he's essentially room. the captain anyway so we should get rid of the, the bloody group Exactly. So it's just pointless. The whole thing is just—it's just weird. You imagine Eric Dyer just going in, like having a word with Kane. He's like, well, "I'm not listening to you, am I? Look, you, you're shit. I'm gonna listen to you, am I?" Also, what, what just happens- staring there, looking at Eric Dyer, just staring at that, and Eric Dyer's going, "Yeah, well, we need this. this the system needs to change." And Conte's looking and going, "This motherfucker better sharp <laughs> any minute, motherfucker." Um, it's conflict of interest as well, though, right? Like what? If you're if you're Hugo and you've just thrown a couple in and then they're going yeah what are we can do about defensive like issues and he's just looking around going oh don't know really it's a bit, oh, it's a bit weird <laughs> well, it? oh. you, could you imagine at half time after oh. Newcastle it's going, oh, exactly. let's get a group together not you <laughs> you're sitting this yeah. one out <laughs> yeah you guys did you have a meeting this morning because I didn't get the message <laughs> what did what? we what what no way. no oh no no. Next, no it's this we changed the time didn't we tell you oh. yeah it's next no, week next week next, next week, week nine a.m. yeah. What day? Uh, just next week. We'll let you know. Um, yeah, I think you're, you're busy, aren't you? All right, see <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like, does that make their position, you know, completely without scrutiny if they're in this fucking special inner circle? Yeah, it's who, weird. Who created this inner circle? Whose idea was it? Who's busy enough? We know who's busy enough. Hoybier. Yeah, it's definitely Hoybier. Yeah. He wanted to elevate himself. He also plays every game. Dyer, when was fit, was playing every game. Hugo... I, I just feel like yeah the whole thing's a bit of a mess I think when if it's slot when he comes in I think he just makes Kane captain and just basically says to him if you if you and your weirdos want to have some little group that's fine but I'm only talking to you about anything that's serious matters because I think Kane without the others in the room will give a completely different opinion to the consensus of that group yeah. and fundamentally he's the only one that out of all of our players really maybe Sonny who's actually got a leg to stand on in terms of what they've been delivering for the club over the last five years so just shut up yeah, just, just shut, shut up, up. Just to, just less talking more time yeah. on the training just ground be better. Just be better here's an idea 
not be shit would be helpful, guy. But how, um, how rapid on you? How's how's Eric Dyer not meant to improve himself when he's been about to be offered a three-year deal on this form? Like, what does that show? What does that demonstrate to the rest of the squad? Be mediocre slash poor, and you'll get a new deal. Longley, yeah. oh, well, we, he's okay. What is only worth two million? Sign him. What message does that send? This is the saying. This is the the sort of passive sort of faux ambition sort of half ambition that we have at Spurs is it it it, it transcends the club and and there are other clubs operating and this is why there's such so, so, so strong Daniel Levy and anti-Daniel Levy sentiment at the moment he doesn't realise that we just show half ambition we don't look like a club that wants to do things and bringing him like Longley's okay he's okay he's alright it's the most uninspiring signing and you could be going out and getting getting someone who who actually will make a difference and make us better. Just getting him into his squad. Oh, Eric Dyer, well, Eric Dyer's okay. We'll give him a three-year deal. That sort of fills a squad number. He's English. You know, it's like, it's bullshit. It's just boring, boring bullshit. And the same thing as well. Like, oh, it's, oh, don't worry. We're not going to spend heavily. We're going to wait for re- regulation in the market. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's just like, how are we supposed to get our fucking cockard on that? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I mean, that, that whole idea of, like, waiting for... Um, regulation. If there's one thing we've all seen from football, it's that regulation is absolute bollocks. Yeah. Like look at look everything that's happened with um with City for one, right? Like overspending, all this kind of stuff, slap on the wrist. So it's like nothing's really happened with that. Then it's like Juve in Italy, like they just went, Oh, well, we've just sacked everyone that was involved in this scandal. So is that all right? Yeah, right, yeah, you can have your points back. Yeah. So like reg- regulation if it was a myth, it's just never gonna happen. Like it's all done to protect the, the big clubs who make the most money because again like in all parts of life just follow the money remember all those clubs who were going to get sanctioned for wanting to do a breakaway league nothing has happened nothing happened because of course it of course it can't because the status quo are like well if we find them maybe they'll ju- that will just be the final push them to actually go and do it so we've just shut up and take our medicine well that, and that's they, again is what's happened. where so is the, the power thing is just, the powers of the 16 exactly. regular clubs in the premier league they are football yeah. so of course yeah. not. and and Juve is i mean it's sickening, but they're they're essentially fundamentally Italian football. The yeah. they they are the the club. I think I do admire what's going on in Spain in terms of restricting the um, the the spending of Real Madrid and Barcelona. They've been quite strong, La Liga. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, look, mate, we've got there were so many questions we've got to get through. Yeah, go on. Um, uh, Rosberg says, "How many of the charity eleven that played on Sunday get into our team now? Personally, I'll take any of the centre centre midfielders that played 
Um, it looked quite fun, that. Lots of old hats, good for a good cause. I didn't actually know it was happening until I was seeing... Yeah. So it was, it was a bit... Um, passing by. Like, a bit under-advertised, that, because I think like, people would have loved that. They could have definitely done that in the stadium as well. People would definitely come to watch it. Yeah. been more enjoyable than the last six months watching actual Spurs. <laughs> it kind of feel like we need a testimonial to make everything feel a bit mm. better at the moment. Um, Chris Davis says, could forming a new season ticker holder action group give us the best chance of holding Enoch to higher football standards? Protesting on our own is uh, diluted, not likely to do much. Ashley ignored the Geordies for years. Collectives have weight in number and might have meaningful leverage. I agree, Chris, but I don't think the appetite's there, to be honest. I don't, it, there's one thing saying, singing, uh, you can stick Daniel Levy up your arse or whatever it is they're singing about him, you know, get out of my club. And another thing, actually doing something like setting up a, a season ticket holder action group. My advice would be to go to the trust and lobby the trust. The stuff that you're doing to, you know, generally, in the, in the, 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 the tweets you're on Twitter and, and, and protesting outside the ground, a lot of that energy needs to go to the trust. Not, I'm not saying attack the trust. I'm saying feed this information in because the trust and become a member of the trust they will they, their job is to action the wills of their members so they they will do a collective a way of collecting um the opinions of as, as many of their members as possible their surveys or whatever it might be and they will move that forward to the board and they will know but it's not going to do anything like you say it's, it's sad to say and it shouldn't stop but actually the, the, the anti Ashley sentiment at Newcastle was much much worse than what Daniel Levy is currently receiving at Spurs, and he was there for ages until he got that the bid he wanted, and and that's the same thing with Daniel Levy is that if he'll stay until he gets what he thinks he's worth, and given the what he's done to the club and turn it into a you know what he would consider like a three or four billion pound football club. You know, he's not he's not coming up walking away from that anytime soon because there's a few disgruntled football fans. Like he literally couldn't give a shit. The only thing would I quite like the stuff inside the stadium in terms of embarrassing him. <coughs> Holding up um Enoch outside and stuff like that. He won't want that. He won't want to see that at all. Because that gets picked up. Doesn't even get picked up by T V really, but fans can share that stuff on social media. Um He won't like that, but just because he he's made to feel uncomfortable in that instance doesn't mean that he's going to give up hundreds of millions of pounds to get out of the club soon. No one would. You wouldn't. Anyone who listens to this wouldn't do that either. So it's going to be interesting to see. Chris, I don't think the idea of setting up another action group is what's needed. Another group. It's already super diluted. There's loads of people coming out with different ideas and different messages. There's very little organisation about um, you know, what Enoch Out is. At the moment, I wouldn't know where to go to find out about Enoch Out. I can I can find a hashtag on Twitter, but I wouldn't know where to go if I wanted to join in on this. How do I do that? Apart from you know, if I if I don't want to stand outside protesting because at the moment it doesn't look like it's doing much, then what else can I do? Um, so yeah, ha having another group isn't isn't really. I don't think it's going to help. I, I think work with the guys that are are doing stuff. And fundamentally, the trust. Go to the trust, in my opinion. It's their job. It's literally what they're there for. It's to pass on um, information to the chairman. And we there's a there's a uh, there's now a fan going to be on the the board at Spurs. Again, I don't know how much teeth they're going to have, but in terms of getting messages directly to the chairman, if you go through the trust to that person who's been elected, 
to be on that board, that message will get to them. Whether it will do anything is, is a completely different conversation. But in terms of lobbying Daniel Levy to, to, to change the way he operates or leave, if that's what your aim is to do, then the trust is the way to do it. I think. Anything to add on that, John Boy? Yeah, I think you're right, mate. I think um, I think there is obviously a major issue with like disparate groups all like vaguely enic out, but have like very different ideas. And it's like all fan bases, right? Like no one fully agrees on everything. So even if you're broadly in the same direction, like we're all hopefully in the direction of we want Spurs to be successful on the pitch, but yet you want, you'll struggle to find anyone who you agree with on footballing matters. And it's the same with enic out. So I think what what you're ultimately trying to do is affect change and to, to in order to affect change you need to be closest to the people who have any influence even if that is very small which is the trust so i don't think it's a bad idea to if there's a group of you who have a certain opinion maybe form your own group but as a result of that you should en masse join the trust so that essentially you have more leverage over what is being said by the trust because to your point they have to serve their members so if you basically create a group of people who have you know you agree a charter of like these are these are the things the core tenets of what we agree on and what we want to happen and you like on mass join the trust and then use that voice to kind of um you know say to them this is what we want to be said in the room then you're going to have much more luck with that because the trust as well has a lot more visibility and transparency around it i think part of the issue that most of the enic out group has have got is that I don't know who they are. I don't know who anyone is well, this in is, this movement. I don't think I don't there know. is a group, like, is there? There isn't a, a, exactly. a group. It's just a way people identify. Even, but even like Change for Tottenham, for example, right? Like they're trying, I think, to do the right thing, which is say, look, we're trying not to take a side here, but we want to see some positive change. They've gone in a direction of like, well, we have these executive board members and blah, 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 but no one knows who they are, right? So you, again, from, a, from the get-go, you have an issue of lack of transparency with the trust they have to be elected so again if you join the trust you become a member you can decide whether or not the, the people representing you are actually acting in your interest by voting them out at the end of their term i think like realistically that structure already exists and as close to the club as anyone is likely to get starting anything new so i think yeah without going around in circles on this point get involved in the trust and then make your voice heard by you know organizing yourself within that because you're, you're going to have a lot more of a chance of getting stuff done yeah, agreed. Um, okay, let's go to uh, Lando. Actually, we, we've kind of talked about this, but uh, it makes a good point. Lando, am I the only one embarrassed by the ITK rumours today or about promotions to the player committee like it even matters? Why shouldn't any player go straight to the chairman or boss when they arrive and have a go? Every time I look, this club looks weirder and weirder from the inside. <laughs> what a weird yeah, little football club we've got. Weirdos bunch of weirdos mate. it is weird it is weird um let's go over to reddit for a bit um it says uh, global in uh, ingenuity it says you reached the final round of golden balls with daniel levy do you choose steal or split so i saw there's this there's some theory where basically you tell them that you're going to steal no matter what you like doesn't matter what you say to me i'm going to steal yes they are then convinced that you're going to steal so they just put split because why not you also put split and then you share the money yeah but what that's if the they... safest way to secure the money yeah i saw that that guy that that's that exists that thing uh that video isn't yeah. it of that bloke that i'm going to and then he and then he splits so that's the only yeah. way to do it is it there's no way i mean there's no there's no guaranteed but statistically speaking there's like some 
if you basically say, oh, I'll split, they won't believe you and they'll either... Um, and they steal and they'll take it. Yeah, basically. But as if you say, I'll steal, they think, well, there's no point in me also putting steal. So I might as well put split on the off chance. And then most of the time, like statistically speaking, most people will put split as their sort of fallback position. It's ri Everything's a risk, right? Because you, you never know what's going to happen. But statistically, that's your best chance. Unless you genuinely think that Daniel Levy's going to put split as well, which... He might. <clears throat> I um, think so. He would play. He would just play the numbers. I, I think he. He. Would, I, I don't think he would be aggressive in trying to get the money. I think he would just play the numbers. So I would. Uh, I would. If I was, if me personally, sitting in front of Daniel Levy, and he was like, and I had to make the decision, I'd go. Honestly, just tell me what to do, Daniel. Just like I, can't, I don't have the brain capacity to deal with this. What do you want me to do, Daniel? We'll do that. Okay. That's where I'd be at. What you know? We have a question here from. Um, Debatch, he says, is unveiling a blue cane mural weeks before he bins us off to join Potch at Chelsea the most Spurs way to end the season? I mean, it is... Like, they must know he's staying, otherwise why do the mural? Is it via the club, though? Like, is no. The, are the club involved in it? Or is I think it like well, a... it's a trust thing, isn't it? As, as I understand it. I'm not sure. So yeah, that's a bit more... It's a bit trickier then to know whether or not that's a cynical move. I always found it weird that Son got one first. I always thought that was a bit weird, but um, yeah, it's like Son yeah. has more Player of the Season awards than Kane. It's like, how does that it's work? Weird, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. Why is Kane the second player to get a mural? I mean, I guess it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Um, I, I mean, look, maybe it's another thing of maybe it's not directly from the club, but they've sort of gone, well, we'll push it um, for you because obviously it's another heartstring pulling to try and get him to stay like the talk of a statue and stuff like that we're running out of tangible things to offer him yeah, on the pitch we can't give you trophies so, just, <laughs> so yeah I have a statue yeah, we, can't, we can't give you the success you want but have you seen that mural it's pretty good um, they've got a way so, well, yeah. they can't stick a statue up and if he joins Chelsea or another club he's got to be a one club man yeah. in my opinion in order to get a trophy yeah, that's... I mean, in order to get a statue yeah you've got I think that basically they should and I don't know if I mentioned this before and I have said it to someone privately I think basically they should go into contract renewal and go right we'll give you 400 grand a week for the next three years or four years whatever you want um, and as a part of that we will guarantee at the end of your when you retire we will build you a statue but that means you can't join the following clubs at the end of this contract right so if he ends up going to City for like one year and just wins the Premier League that's fine you can still have a trophy but you can't join Chelsea West Ham Arsenal one of those clubs yeah and then you've got him then for a guaranteed like three or four years whatever the deal is worth you're paying what he's worth he's still the best striker in the world and then he gets he knows at the end of it as long as i don't go to any of those clubs i'm going to get a statue at the club i've been at the whole time and in those next three or four years you say to him look we're gonna we're gonna do everything we can to try and win something um and we'd love you to stay i think if you offered him that i think he might sign because he's still got the option at the end of that deal to be whatever 34 35 and just come off the bench for city for a season and win the league like it's it's yeah. not completely close to him yeah yeah you're right you're right i i i agree i i i just i mean imagine if you leave though and they're like well, hang on a minute he's just seen the more you just finished that mural so what what do you mean you want to leave can i just, just come here show you this and there's a picture of his big gourmet face <laughs> they just yeah. they just edit it make it look like skip <laughs> <laughs> just edit it a little bit. Go. Still, yeah, let's, one of our own. Let's paint over that then. Uh, if he leaves, it's like paint. We'll paint over that. Don't leave that out there. Fucking hell. Well, we can make it look a little bit like Skip. Yeah, all right. Let's do yeah. that. Um, 
Rob Cuff, he says, having a lot of builders, plumbers, electricians around mine doing work recently made me think, who out of this Spurs squad uh, would you most want to be working on your house and who would you least want to be working on it? I feel like the most of the squad would be fine, but I wouldn't want Loris on the job. Can imagine him dropping something really expensive and going over smoke every 15 minutes. I, um, I'd, quite, I'd, I'd, like, I'd really love to spend some time with Emerson Royale. Like he's somehow has mm. gone from I hated his guts and never wanted to see his face again to I really love him. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I do you think it, do you think he'd be good with his hands? Like, do you reckon he's what, practical what, though? You mean wanking? Are we talking about wanking or both? I guess you yeah. know. After he's finished with the plumbing, will he start on your plumbing? That's oh, that's the next question. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, there's a question here about what would we do? I can't find it now. But what would we do to watch? To ensure that Spurs play like Real, uh, Man City did in the Champions League last night. Uh, the Ginger 23 says, let the Pope touch me. You, I mean, I'd let the Pope touch me anyway, like for free, if I didn't get anything in return. Like, how can you turn that down? How can you go... There was an opportunity for... Effectively, is one of the most famous men in the world and he just wanted to have a little fondle with my balls. Just, God, yeah. I mean, when are you going to get that opportunity again? I mean, he's the um, he's the representation of God on Earth. Imagine the hand job; it's going to be unbelievable, man. Yeah, out of this world. Uh, well, I, I, um, I, I mean, I if 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 I said to you, you need to you need to give a random man a blowjob every day for the for an entire year to see Spurs beat Arsenal like that once, what would you would you do that? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nah. That's... Nah. I mean... It's a bit selfish. For an entire whole year, that's... It is a bit selfish. 365 blowjobs to 356 different men. All of them with different demands and... Yeah, it's a lot like ratio for my lifetime. It's just like the data is basically like nothing, and then just a hu- enormous spike. And they're like, "What happened in that year?" I'm like, oh, oh, we beat we beat Arsenal four 0 Like, seems excessive. You have to. Explain. You didn't get what. That's what you bargained for. You didn't bargain for a hundred million. You didn't bargain for eternal life or health for all your family. A good you took that for a four 0 demolition of Arsenal at home. Seems excessive. <laughs> the thing is, as well, is you'd have to explain it to your friends and that, because you'd have to go off at some. And this might take fifteen minutes. It might take five minutes. Depends on the bloke, I guess. But th- yeah. you'd have to go to your wife. She go, "Where are you going? The film's just started." Christmas well, Day. <laughs> Christmas Day. Dinner's ready. Where are you going? Oh fuck! I forgot about him. <laughs> He's at the door. Hello. <laughs> Ding dong. Oh, fuck. Hello. Fuck. That. Fucking <laughs> diehards just <Wait>. started. <laughs> Hans Gruber was about to go off the Nakatomi Tower and I've got to nosh this geezer off. Fuck's sake. You just, you're right down, you plod to the front door, you come in, you just take him by the hand and walk him into the bedroom. <laughs> Making small talk. All right, mate, how was your Christmas morning? Any good? What'd you get? <laughs> Hopefully Lynx Africa body, body wash because... Day. Ah, that is so That's... funny just god do you have to do this well I did, I've kind of agreed we did beat Arsenal 4-0 mm. 4-0 yeah. you beat them 
in 2008. <laughs> You've already experienced this. It was great. Oh, um, Raspers Rasp- Rasp- says, would you be happy? Would you be happy moving on from Enoch if it meant an oil state ownership would be your would be happy with potential success if it came as a result of us joining the group of money cheating clubs? I think that what I, that wasn't well written, Braz. It was confusing for me. But I would say that it, are we happy to to become one of those clubs and move Enoch on? I mean, everyone. I mean, everyone's doing it, isn't it? Yeah, just, Everything... I used to, I used to care about like morals and that. But um, what's the alternative? Don't if we don't do it. What happens if we yeah. don't do it? What we just get left behind? Yeah, mate. There's no um, there's no prizes for trying to do it the right way. I mean, look look at what's happened with with us, right? We quote unquote tried to do it the right way, right? Organic growth, built the stadium, and like spent really cautiously and did it all the right way. We got no credit for that, and in fact get slandered all the time about bottling even though we were you know never really at the top of of the pyramid being able to do that uh, just on and that very the... quickly mate why is everyone making exceptions for arsenal now it feels like it's mental isn't it it's is madness mate what was oh no then some of them have been incredible like oh they weren't expected to do it so that's not bottling right so if we get to a final you're 400 nil up but you weren't the favorite and then you lose 401 to 400 yeah. you haven't bottled it because you weren't expected to win it what are you talking about if you have a lead a big lead and you're in, on top for ages and then you choke against west ham southampton and brighton you fucking bottled it mate that's There's the no re- way around it that's the reason why you didn't win the league nothing to do with city i mean city were incredible really? but if you would have won your games you would have won them you would have won the league. Won the games you're supposed to win as well. It wasn't like, you know, they lost to us, United, whatever. They, 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 those are games they should have won unless you've bottled it because you couldn't hack the... Pre- they were 2 up is, against West Ham. And they, but this they is, bottled this it. This is coming from the media as well. It's like they're going, well, look, they weren't expected to... The only one who stuck with it is Roy Keane. He goes, of course they were. Of course. Yeah. They, they were ahead. They've, bought, they've fucked it up. Then of course they've bottled it. Whereas Gary was, oh well, you know, who is it? No, Mark Goldbridge. They didn't bottle it because they would have needed ninety ninety-five points to mm. beat Manchester City. Uh, go, they were ahead. They were top of the league for eighty percent of the season or thereabouts. I don't know exactly ninety. Exact, ninety was it? Was it ninety percent of the season? Yeah. And now they fucked it up at the end. So I yeah. don't understand why people are walking around. You know, just trying to make excuses for them. What? Why? Oh, the the Why? thing for me, mate, is okay. Let's 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 riddle this out. Okay, I'll accept that they haven't bottled it. Then no one's ever bottled anything. Then. So, Spurs certainly I want, didn't. I want apologies. Exactly. I want apologies for us bottling the Champions League. I want apologies for us bottling the title against Leicester, where we were never top. Ever, we were never we top. Were, we were, I tell you where we were top for. We were top for about like an hour, weren't we? Yeah, fif- game no, about fifteen minutes against there Arsenal. We were two one up, and they drew them. Then, then we didn't. Yeah, so that's what it there was. Yeah. So I want apologies for that. So basically, Spursy doesn't exist because we can't have bottled it because this is way worse than anything we've so called bottled. This is much worse. So if this isn't bottling, then basically bottling just isn't a thing. It's just losing. Yes. And I'm all right with that. But you, I want four more apologies from every fan who's ever tweeted, said, or mentioned us bottling anything or used the word Spursy in a pejorative manner. Because 
If this isn't a bottling, then nothing, I mean nothing, has ever been bottled. Because it's the definition of it. You've had a massive lead for the longest amount of time, and you dropped points against teams you were supposed to win. If that isn't bottling it, then no one has bottled anything ever. Precisely, John. It is nonsense. It's funny how this all started with us as well. Yeah, weird that, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Fucking bullshit, mate. The narrative's absolutely mad to me. And no matter what they say, I'm not letting it go, mate. I am relentlessly going to enjoy the fact that they've bottled this. There's nothing they can say to me. And I I, I noticed it the other day, and I actually really enjoyed it. I got someone in um, in a twist of their own words, right, where... I said bottled it, and they were like, well, um, we haven't bottled it because X, Y, and Z reasons. And I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense because you had the lead for the longest amount of time. And By then definition. You know, threw away the points, right? By definition, you've bottled it. And he went, well, at least I know what it's like to be in a title race. So I was like, oh, okay, so you're admitting then that, we, that we've never been in a title race, therefore we could have never bottled it. And it, it literally just like the dot 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 of like thinking. I think I broke his brain because he was like, oh, so now I have to basically accept that Spurs didn't bottle it, even though I've been saying they've bottled it for years. So make your minds up. Either we didn't bottle it, and you didn't bottle it, or you fucking bottled no, it in the most it. tremendous we, way. We didn't bottle it, and they did. We never had it to bottle. We were never. We were yeah. always chasing. Um, if we're going to wear it, if we're somehow wearing this magical bottling cape, you're definitely wearing it for the entirety of the rest of your lives. I'm never letting this go. And don't ever think you can hurt me by going, well, what? You're doing shit. You're going to finish out. I couldn't give a fuck, mate. If we finish one place above the bottom of the table, you've bottled it. And it's tremendous. The biggest bottling of all time. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And, um, and, and the, the reality is that no, it doesn't matter what Sky says or what Mark Goldbridge no. says. This is, we decide whether they've bottled it. Yeah. They don't get to decide. They have to wear it. They've got to wear what yeah. we decide to put on them, right? So, and, 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 and as a nation of football fans, there are very few out there that don't think that Arsenal bottled it. Anyway, the final question before you got to go, John. The uh, Sea Spider, he says, how would you describe being a Spurs fan to someone who knows nothing about football? It's... Um, it's it's character building stuff. Imagine the it's like it's like being with a, a bird that you fancy and she never ever ever gives out. <laughs> friend zone for life with a world. It's not even friend zone because occasionally you get to sort of touch her boobs and that and maybe you know might touch her bum sometimes, but by and large. You get nothing. Or worse, it's like an abusive relationship that you can't escape. Yeah, That's quite nasty. Yeah, I I would say, um, put it into TV terms, we're basically like um, Christopher Moltisanti from Sopranos, where (laughs) we're very close to the top of the crime family. And when it's going right, we're like, yes, finally, we're going to make it. We're going to do it. And then we sit on a dog and become a heroin addict um, or get lost in the woods chasing after a, um, you know, some sort of mad Russian guy. So yeah, we're we're sort of always there or thereabouts, but we never quite end up getting on top, and um, and things often go drastically wrong for us. Uh, yeah, I would say that. What's the bit with uh, Chris, Christopher, and is it Sal? Who's the guy who gets lost in the woods with? Paulie. Paulie, and he's going. Uh, he says something to, to Paulie. He's like, "Oh, what? Everything's so shit." And Paulie's like, "Yeah, 
It is. We're gonna like, we're gonna do about it. Something like, along those lines. It was this. Yeah, it's 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 when they're basically they're sitting. He's Chris is having a crisis of confidence, and he says to him, Paulie, do you ever feel like nothing in your life's gonna work out well, or something like that? Yeah. Nothing ever good's gonna happen to you. And he was like, Yeah, and nothing did. So what? <laughs> <laughs> That is it. That, that is Spurs in a nutshell. That stoical attitude is is fundamentally what you need to be a Spurs fan. Yeah. And on that note, uh, we'll leave it. Thank you very much, John Boy. Amazing as always. Always a pleasure. And um, yeah. to everybody else, we'll be back next Monday for more more talking about Spurs, the never-ending <laughs> existential crisis that we find ourselves <laughs> in. Football never ends, you know. It never ends. No matter if we win... There'll always be the season after where we'll want to win again. And then at the end, it's never ending. Never ending. But just remember Arsenal did bottle it. They bottled it massively. Massively. Forever. They bottled this. They bottled this forever. Done it again! Done it again, you bastard! Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.